Hey, botherinas. Before I get started with this episode, I ended up having Chris Doran on, and I forgot to let him plug his stuff at the end. If you notice, he gives a shout out to Edwin San Juan at the end because he's performing at Las Vegas Live inside of Planet Hollywood with Edwin San Juan. And then I didn't let him give a personal bitch ass plug. You ain't even right. But it was, that's what you're complaining about. So where can people find you? You ain't even right. What am I complaining about? Hit it, hit it. Where can they find you? I got 16 seconds, Ty. Plug it. At Chris Storen at all your platforms on social media. At Chris Storen. That's the at symbol. And then Chris, C-H-R-I-S-S-T-O-R-I-N. Chris Storin, like Storin nuts in your mouth. Motherfucker, what? Time for this episode of Unbothered. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute, because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. No, it was from last night, but uh, I was recording the uh, podcast with Jocelyn Sharp. Oh. We're going to be doing um, a podcast together. And I forgot the name of it. I named it, though. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't matter. We're working together, and I like Jocelyn Sharp a lot. She was my, my guest here on Unbothered um, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. She's the last episode I did. And uh, we had such a good time recording that uh, that uh, it was like, let's do... Uh, you know, well, she hit me up and she was like, hey, I've been watching this show and I think it's called Back With My Ex from Netflix. And it's like one of the Netflix original, you know what I mean? But yeah. it's like a reality style or reality show. And uh, like the premise is these people have wanted to reconnect with one of their exes for however long they think it's the one that got away. And so, you know, they're it's like they have to spend, I think, two weeks living in each other's places or something like that or being like, you know, Together, I don't, re- I don't remember exactly how it went because we were talking through the first episode, and so now my assignment is come home, watch the episodes, because before that we were going to try to do it where um, she had watched ahead Jocelyn because she got obsessed with the show and she just marathoned it, you know, oh, and yeah. like didn't do like the last three episodes, and then she hit me up and she was like, "Hey, I had so much fun the other day when we were doing your podcast, and you know, I have this idea. There's a show that I'm interested in, and I wanted to see if you would." you know, be interested in doing it. And when we did Unbothered together, I had such a good time, I was going to ask her to be a regular co-host. And then I also thought, like, I'm kind of tired of the concept of Unbothered in the way that it's always been up until now. So I would like to kind of get away from that and do some fun stuff, like, not only with Jocelyn, but, like, when I do Unbothered, I want it to be fun like the last have been. Yeah, the last one was great, and the one with Bobby was great as well. Yeah. Both of those were awesome, man. And then uh, right before that, it was Trey and Lisa, and those were also really fun. Killer ones, dude. Yeah, I was educated on those, dude. I was educated so, like, man... Thank you. And yeah, if you know, if it's if we can do that, that's what I would like to do. Cool. Well, why do you got me here then? Huh? You got Bijou, everybody. I'm at Ty Rivera's house. I have Bijou on my lap right now. Yeah, for everybody listening, uh, this is uh, another Chris Doran episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. Me and Chris Doran have been friends forever, and I I haven't felt like doing Unbothered outside of like what you've heard. Like the every one that I've done lately has been one that I really just wanted to do, and that's the way I feel with this one too. Is like me and you are hanging out. I yeah. can actually talk to you. We're actual friends. Like, uh, yeah, you we know. were just bullshitting, and you were like, "Let me break this equipment out and let's do this, man." Hell yeah, yeah. that's fun, dude. I want to watch this uh, thing with you and Jocelyn, and I want to know the name of it though. Oh yeah, we'll we'll. Uh, you gotta you gotta edit it to tell everybody the name because I know it's gonna be good. Because that last episode was really fun, and I that even crossed my mind because I know you just moved to Vegas. Jocelyn's killing it out here. She just killed it the other night at um, the Hilarious Seven show. Yeah. And it was a fun John time. John Hilder, the Hilarious Seven at Alexis Park. For anybody that's listening, uh, if you end up in Vegas, hit me up. Like I said, on the episode with Jocelyn, I'll hook you up with the show any night of the week. I have several friends that are like, you know, and like comedy is really 
starting to take off here in Vegas. Oh, it was beautiful. It was a great crowd. It was fun. It was a very fun show. At yeah. Hooters. Yeah. And it's it's like, you know, a lot of stuff around here is fun lately. Mm-hmm. So it's, or I shouldn't say lately because it's been the entire time that I've been here. I love it here, dude. I'm seeing that you're loving it here. That's what I was thinking, like I said, on the last podcast. And I was like, dude, you guys should co-host something. You guys should be doing this together. Yeah. So it was it was a lot of fun. So since we're doing that, there's that. And then Unbothered will continue, but it'll just be when I have fun people to talk to or, you know, like I'm not worried about like every week on this particular day for a minute. I was thinking about that, like, you know, trying to really stick to that. And there were points where I was able to stick to it for a couple of weeks in a row, you know, but it just doesn't work for my life that way. And like at first, the way that Unbothered even started was I had so many people saying things about me that weren't true. And so I was like, well, a good way for me to get the story out to everybody and let everybody see and feel what it is I'm really like is to have a podcast. Yeah. So Zach Elk helped me hook it up. Uh, Zach Elk, former co-host, that rat bastard piece of shit that left <laughs> me out on the lurch. Those were fun episodes. High in the and dry. Though, Fuck him. Fuck Those him. Episodes he was fun, a- dude. A sidekick, and then he fucking <laughs> left me. Who gets left by their sidekick? That's loser shit. If your sidekick just up and is like, you know, I got other shit to do. Plug one podcast. Robin said, fuck Batman. Yeah, well, yeah, it was Robin leaving <laughs> Batman. Just fucking skirt. Man. But yeah, no, I love those, Zach. Those and so he hooked it up, and then we, we did that. And then Carmen Morales actually mentioned it, which for anybody at home, Car- Carmen Morales is killing it right now. She's on the uh, the Church of What's Happening Now, or is that what it's called? Yes. With, with uh, Joey Diaz. She, or awesome. she did an episode. So if you guys get a chance, check that out. Carmen is check fucking out Carmen. killing She's it. fucking She's hell funny. Yeah, Carmen Morales. Carmen is funny, I think, is her, her handles on everything. But, uh, yeah, so, so I, like, you know, I just, so that's what started the podcast was me wanting to clear up, like, certain things that people were saying about me that wasn't true. Because, like, at that time, what was happening was because of my, uh, my social media presence, it was easy to paint me as a bad guy. And then people would not understand, though, that, like, in... Most cases, what was happening with me and these people was they were doing unprofessional stuff and then acting like I was being a bully afterwards. And it was like, no, I just, you know, have to let you know if unprofessional stuff is happening and we're working together because, you know, I'm bringing you out or I'm the like I usually don't go out with people anymore. You know what I mean? People come out with me. So it's like, I'm the one that's getting us this gig and I need you to behave like a professional so I'll get hired here again or so that I can do what it is I have to do to get the next job. I can't have you fucking up for me because you're pulling some unprofessional stuff. Or like if you're um, being unprofessional in the way that like, uh, you know, not even being unprofessional, like literally trying to bully me, which happened a couple of times, which I don't feel like particularly victimized about. I don't say it in a way to be like, you know, oh, I got bullied or whatever, but it's just calling things what they are. In certain cases, I was being bullied and it was like, you know. Yeah, I think I think you're probably the most misunderstood dude in comedy in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I and I lean my lend like myself just, to it. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, social media is a is a fucking is a hell of a drug. You know what I mean? Social media will fucking just you go down the rabbit hole with people, and and they take your words and they fucking forever your words on that particular day, and it's stupid. Yeah, and it's like, like a lot of times you're like, I wasn't even that serious about that. That was just something I was. Yeah, yeah, but. People read words differently. Everybody does. I get in trouble all the time texting my lady. My tone was wrong on the text. You know what I mean? <laughs> like everything's all weird, man. Yeah, like, you know. No, no. <laughs> that's one place me and Chris, Christopher uh, keep it really simple. Yeah. You know, we're always in love, and that's what the tone is like on the phone. Like uh, when I text him, I don't think. And you know, like. With the exception, well, I don't think I've ever hit him even with the, like, you know, a you're in trouble message. Oh, you've hit him. You've hit him, and I know it, Ty. 
You know, I gotta say, Christopher's so much bigger than me and stronger that if he, yeah, I were no, to fucking hit him, he would fucking shit. annihilate me. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the reason I love him. He's a gentle giant, but he he would fuck me up. I don't Big even think... wheels keep on turning. <laughs> like, yeah, I <laughs> Start off thinking you're Ike, end up looking like Tina. Shit. <laughs> that is crazy. Could you imagine you try to abuse someone and they just fucking hand your ass to you? You're like, well, that didn't fucking work out. Ty is so in love with this dude, right? And they got a great thing, and they're walking around Vegas being tourists, and Ty was telling me, oh, man. <laughs> When we're going walking, you know, people give us looks because, you know, we don't, it, what what we're doing, because we're so in love, always holding hands and being lovey-dovey and shit, and what people see, your man, you know, you got pictures of your man. Yeah, he looks like a fucking a Nazi. Like, and he does you, look like a skinhead type, or like yeah. a white supremacist, you know? And then, yeah, me with tattoos and looking non-traditional. We just look non-traditional gay, and so, one, people have to wrap their heads around it, and then even gay people look at that us sort of like, are me. you guys sure? <laughs> are you guys that struck me. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. think it was like that. So we get a lot of people that, like, you know, pay attention. But like I said, when it comes to us, it's also like the people having to deal with their homophobia. Because here in Vegas, you have people coming from every part of the country, every part of the world. Yep. And so they see, you know, and a lot of the places me and Christopher have gone together because of, like, you know, shows or trying to get a lay of the land or just check shit out, you know, has been like... Fremont experience or, you know, the, the, the strip yeah. to do a show or to hang out with some comics. And so people have, uh, will look at us just sort of like, you know, they're. But even looking at it, you guys are normalizing something that should be normal. So these motherfuckers should look at it and process it right. Nobody's treating you bad. You guys are just as welcome as anybody else. Then they go home and they might talk shit or whatever. But at least it's in their head that it was normal when they saw it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they don't, uh, they don't, you don't get a say is what people need to remember. You know, like you don't, that's what I told Christopher the other day. Cause I, like, I thought about it. We were at the, uh, the win and we were walking around the win, you know, cause I decided to take Christopher for a day. Mm-hmm. I took him out, you know, to, to Venice. Oh, shit. <laughs> Here we go. We went on a gondola ride that cost me more. Like I, but like the good thing was I worked Pretty much every paid gig in Vegas last week. I fucking, I fucking made, made it happen. The lady in the <laughs> champ over here. <laughs> You're definitely lady. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Well, you know, <laughs> you did, you, you did good, Ty. I like, I like what's going on with you here, man. I feel positive about it. When I heard, even with Bobby too, like, I know the comics out here are so, they're fun. They're fun. Well, they're, they're, they're no, there's no like boundaries like it is. Like where I'm at in the Bay, there's, there is a lot of boundaries and PC shit. And it's just like, you got to watch it with, with, it's stupid. Yeah. I'm starting to see though, like, cause that used to frustrate me, but now I'm starting to see it as a thing to look at and be appreciative for what you are surrounded by right now. Yeah. Like, that's the way I see it. Like, I'm not going to be arguing in the Bay Area because I'm not in the Bay Area. What yeah. they do doesn't really concern me. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and it's nothing. I love the Bay Area. and Because oh, yeah. of you, people have thought that I lived in the Bay Area yeah. at some point. There's some people that think I was a Bay Area comic because when I was first starting out, you used to let me stay at your place yeah. so much. Like, if sometimes for a couple weeks. Yeah, man, you come down or up or whatever the fuck they say and stay till whatever. It didn't matter. It's just my spot, dude. Yeah. You know, and you did a lot of stuff in the Bay. I don't know. I, I think the people that uh, that do misunderstand you or fucking, they got to look, they just got to relook at shit. They got to re rethink themselves because I know that how, how good of a dude you are, dude. It's just, it's stupid. People can't take real. People turn real into victimizing shit. They turn real and they just turn it around on you. And people also don't understand that just because I don't like voice every emotion that I have that's like, you know, soft or where I'm having a hard time, that doesn't mean that it's not happening. Like people have this picture of me because of social media, which I admit is part my fault. But at the same time, like people make it seem sometimes like I think people project too much onto me and think that things are going so well for me that they can't help but try to fuck them up. But it's just like I just don't 
don't always bring up all the shit that's really f- like kind of fucked. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know. Yeah, your your focus isn't there anymore. You get tired of it. You, we we get tired of things. There's things that don't really fucking matter to us that we've been putting a lot of energy in because we just we wake up and that's what we do. We put energy into it. But then after a while, you think, you know what? Why am I putting energy into this bullshit? when I could be having fun on this side, and why did I get into this? To have fun. Yeah, and that's the thing about what I was saying about Vegas. Since Vegas is a city of entertainment, everybody here wants to entertain. Everybody here wants to put on the best show. And it's like, you know, like I was just really appreciating that last night when I saw Trix. Trix is at the L.A. Comedy Club right now. If anybody wants to go see Trix, definitely hit me up. He's here until Sunday. I will be putting this out right away. Uh, It's an 8 o'clock show in the stratosphere, and that I can definitely get you into and I guarantee you will fucking laugh he did a joke uh, which I'm not going to give away but he did a couple political jokes where um, it could have gone fucking terrible and been like and even I was like you know nah, I don't want to feel fuck or hear political right now you know what I mean these people are having a good time but it was so funny that like that was instantaneous and then I went right into laughing at what the fuck he was talking about and it was so like just you know, it was I, I really appreciated it because, yeah. you know, and so one of the things I'm really liking about Las Vegas is when I see my friends, when my friends come out, you know, which like Samuel J. Comroe has been here recently. Spencer James, who also won World Series of Comedy, was here recently. Landry was here, but I didn't get to go out and see him. I didn't find out till last minute. Oh, yeah, he was Landry at Brad Garrett's. Show. Yeah. And I like, you know, my my what's great about L.A. or be Vegas is like when you're in L.A., you usually see people at open mics or like, you know, rooms where there's not that many people when you see people in las vegas usually they're on an actual so show so you get to see them doing their best shit mm-hmm. and it's so great to just be like i get to see you actually do you that's true you said it best when you're like man the people that come out to these shows out here they want to be entertained this uh, is strictly what this place is yeah and it is well you know you even like i was telling you last night like in vegas everything is fucking worth something like you know as far as like you know is it going to be worth your time? Because you're having such a good time in Las Vegas to take time out of what it is you're doing to have to go to even a free show is like spending money. Yep. Because you want to maximize every minute when you're in Vegas. Mm-hmm. You know, so I came out for a good time. Give me a good time. And it shows out here about an hour, you know? Yeah, that's the other thing. Things run a lot more like, you know, this is what it's going to be. I love that. Yeah. I think that's... That's a great way to do it. That's what it should be. The audience doesn't get too tired. They're not sucked up for too long. You know, mm-hmm. they get to be like, okay, I got to do this, and I got to go enjoy the rest of my night. And they're getting a piece of what you got, too. Because, you know, since the time's different, it's it's divided differently with all the comics. It's pretty even, usually. Um, you know, and if it's not with, you know, it's normal headliner stuff. But still, you're, you're just giving them a portion of, of what you could do. Yeah. And that's great. So the next time they come, they see another portion of what you can do. You know, it's it's a it's a great city, man. Yeah. And there's people from everywhere. So people like Jocelyn, we were talking about that last night. Like, it's just there's people from everywhere. So your act has to uh, become more universal even or you have to find a way to make it more universal. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of us are doing that people get mad at the SJWs and stuff like that is like, no, I got to find a way to make this actual point which is something I feel in my soul (laughs) you know like when it comes to like LGBT rights or things like that do you think I don't want all the rights that every other person in this country is afforded like some days it does like play on my head a little bit that like you know maybe somewhere we live won't like that me and Christopher are actual boyfriends and while you're renting if they were to able to come up with a way to get you out of there you know what I mean like then that would be like an actual thing. And that's not something you can really prove. And it is something where, you know, you have had people hate on you as an LGBT person. So it's like, you know, so that all is important to me. Normalizing me and Christopher even like, you know, so we could just do what we do like everybody else and us just like, because that's something that we just take. You know yeah. what I mean? Like me and him are just like, we're just doing this. So yeah. it doesn't matter what it. anybody I love thinks. how confident it is. It's a confident love, everybody. Thank the most you. most confident love you could ever see. <laughs> walking around <laughs> Las Vegas, confident as fuck. It is, yeah. It's, it's an actual, like... <laughs> Ass slapping and hands clapping. <laughs> it's just 
nonstop <laughs> confidence. I love it though, man. It's good. And you're right. It's normalizing it, dude. And that's, bro, you know, you taught me so much with all this shit. I'm not educated with it. And like, I, I, I grew up kind of a, uh, I don't know, s- slower mentality when it comes to it. You know, when I was growing up in high school, we had the gay straight alliance, but it was new then. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to be affiliated with no gay straight alliance, man. I ain't no fucking, you know, like that type of shit. Well, and that's like a normal, I guess, uh, growing up straight male. I guess that's what. That's what, what we I was get telling Christopher though. At. A lot of things like in my lifetime have even been like the first time gays have been able to do so. Like in my actual lifetime. Yeah. So like you know. How would that not be like that, you know? And, like, if you think about the way that you've kind of grown in LGBT. Shut your ass up. (laughs) You're right. But, like, in your, like, knowledge of it and stuff like that, and, like, you starting off, like we talked about before, like, you were actually, uh, like, not to an extreme level, but homophobic when we first started hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, you know? know. He calls me out on it. I get all weird, but he's right. It's true. Look, man, like... It's it's how I grew up. It's, it's natural, and it doesn't matter where you started. Okay it matters where you end it. up. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I think it took you being patient with me because you didn't have to be. There was things that I might have said, or now that I look back, I didn't think of it at the time, but things that I might have said or done that are like, yeah, I bet you he could have fucking been like, fuck you. <laughs> but we also had a lot of fun with it. That's right. You know what I mean? Like I never treated you like I hated you or anything. Yeah. Like, you've always been my friend. But we yeah, had a lot of fun, like you clowning me, me clowning you, yeah, like not having that it. political correctness. And then that's also learning. Like people don't realize all of this is learning. I would always and it doesn't tell have you, to well, be fucking. You know, I mean, you're living in sin, so what do you want me to do? Like, remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Ty, can you be a queer instead of can you uh, be a deer? Uh, Ty, be a queer and pass me the fucking hot sauce, please. <laughs> yeah, time, it's like dude. you know, it, we're idiots. Yeah, or what I told you that you know everybody knew I wouldn't fuck you anyway. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, I know, man. You really <laughs> let me have it. But like we had fun, you know. And so like that's what I try to do with the audience is I make it fun for them, and then they can have a serious conversation oh, wait about a it. No, afterwards. no, no. Fuck you, dude. No, yes, fuck I you. Am a good-looking young man. All right. <laughs> Okay. I am a very good-looking young man, and I think that people could think that. You're a good-looking young man, but no, they wouldn't think that I was fucking you. <laughs> you know, no, we're not, we're not even a couple Look, You know what no. I mean? Like People have never looked at us and been like, oh, shit, there's some undercover shit. Uh, no. here's, here's the lovers. Fuck no. It's like, come on. It's, we're too brotherly, dude. Oh, yeah. You're well, too- that's what Christopher even said the other day. He was like, he was like, you're practically your brother, Chris Doran. And I was like, yeah, that's the closest thing God ever gave me to an actual brother. True. Me too, man. A lot of the, a lot of uh, us becoming friends and close and like learning about all this shit and all this just comes from watching each other on stage at an early time, watching what comedy was then. Watching hacky comics fucking brush the mic off. We were talking about that the other day. Yeah. When you when you know you'd get off stage and the the host would go up and fucking brush the mic off like he's gonna get AIDS or some shit like. Yeah, that. like I had and, just been sucking dick or something, and, and he had to wipe it, it down. It's a. Uh, it's changed so much, man. It's changed so much. But you know, even that, I had to be a sport through that to get to the did. next step, so you that did. I wouldn't, so that I wouldn't get pulled off the of shows, and you know, and with all that said look where you're at now look how confident that confident love you know it it comes from somewhere it comes from all this stuff happening and and i don't like that people uh i don't know they kind of pigeonhole you in this fucking stupid uh i don't know politically whatever your opinions are they just Put you in this place. Well, I'd rather have them pigeonhole me than cornhole I, me. I say, pigeonhole wasn't a good one. Anything with hole, I can't talk to you. I can't talk to you. You get all crazy. But, oh, for anybody at yeah. home wondering right now, Bijou has just enjoyed a Whimsies alligator. You know, I've realized that these past four or five episodes, I haven't, uh, I haven't shouted out once our sponsor, who Whimsies. has never agreed to be our sponsor and probably will never agree to be our sponsor. Whimsies alligators, ladies and gentlemen. Whimsies alligator treats. Good for the teeth. Good for the heat. Good. Good. Just good. <laughs> 
I like you were trying to come up with the jingle on the on the fly. Hey. It would have been nice if it had like if you, you had know. if you had stuck the landing, I would have been like, you know, every episode. It's got to be in every episode, the Whimsies commercial, Crystal, the Whimsies jingle. But anyway, yeah, what what we were talking about when it comes to, like, you know, like... Uh, I, I evolved because you were patient. Well, Had yeah. Had you not have been patient, I might have evolved because I've always known that being gay is not a sin. I've always known that. I've always known it, you know what I mean? Like, I've always known Depends that I just... Depends on how you're doing it. Shut the fuck up, dude. God, you're weird. But, uh... So, I don't know. I've always known it's like, uh, you know. Well, even that makes sense that me and Christopher are here. It's Sin City. Oh, there it is. And we is living sinning. In sin oh, in yeah, sin we're City. living in sin. We're not married. We're living in sin. We're shacked up. Shacked up. Hey, and with a baby. Yeah, shacked Bijou. up with a baby. Little Bijou, that's her big daddy. Early this morning, Ty was making breakfast for his man, and he had Bijou in one hand feeding Bijou with a bottle, and in the other hand, he had a hairnet on, and like in the other hand, he's making eggs. And then there and was he had a, a cigarette. cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and his cigarette's flapping, and he's like, baby, baby, your dinner, your breakfast's almost ready. Rollers in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a moo-moo and shit. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I am in love, yeah, though. Dude, That's you know one what? thing for you, sure. I, I appreciate who you are. I don't give a fuck what anybody else says, man. I don't care what I don't care what every single other person in America <laughs> thinks of you. <laughs> Everybody else but me. <laughs> My girl Coco used to tell me that all the time when we were much younger don't before matter. comedy. She would be like, baby, you're a good guy. I don't care what they say. <laughs> They're all pieces of shit to me, baby. All three billion of them. I love. I don't care what they say. It's such a fucking backhanded oh, type it's of. The worst. I don't care what they say. But yeah, yeah so yeah. you know, and so that's my thing with the American public. Like that's the way I see it. Like a lot of people don't get that when it comes to me. When it comes to LGBT, I can make a lot of things very, uh, very palatable for the average person, and it's I work for you know like when i'm on the road like if people were to look at like that brewery schedule that i did just not too long ago where it was like i did 11 shows or 12 shows in 12 days uh -huh. like you know it, you look at the actual cities the towns i'm performing in they're fucking the audience that isn't the most well-versed in LGBT. So I have to make it fun, and I have to introduce it in a fun way. And if they love me, and then they're, they're one step closer to being like, okay, maybe this isn't that bad. And you have been doing that since I've known you. You've been doing that since back then. Yeah. And I that's can, one thing I there nobody can deny about me and my comedy. That's something I have been doing. For as much as people make it seem like I'm anti-LGBT or something, it's like, no, I just have to find ways to make things funny. And sometimes it's okay to concede a certain point to the quote-unquote other side because that's a truth that's just there that you both notice and say, yeah, that is kind of silly or whatever, and then get back to the serious part about it or have them like understand at least somebody is willing to give them that and say, I understand that this is kind of different. It is like, it's a lot for people to wrap their heads around. It like, is. yeah, it's it normal. Is. Like, I agree with you that it should be normal completely a hundred percent. And I can't wait until it gets to that point. Mm -hmm. But for right now, you have to acknowledge that it is something different. So it's okay for somebody to say, Hey, I have a question or this is kind of different for me. Like one time my mom told me and she wasn't being hateful at all, but she just mentioned that, you know, on her soap opera days of our lives that, you know, they have the gay couples and they actually kiss and everything. And she's like, you know, basically said that she's not really comfortable with it. She doesn't really like saying that on herself, but she's not going to stop watching. But and, you know, it's OK for a woman who's close to 70 to say this is different than what yeah. I grew up seeing. You yes. know what I mean? After all these years. It doesn't mean she hates. Yeah, it's There's just no hate in her heart. There's yeah. no hate in that woman's heart. It's just something that's an honest thing. And nowadays, you know what? Who else is confident? That's unfortunate that you have to explain all this shit because who else is confident is these young fucking kids with these views that everything is fucking... You know, they'll throw your mom under the bus if they knew, knew that she said that, you know? Like, well, oh, yeah. She's, like, hey, she's homophobic. She's this. She's that. You know, because these kids are so confident that, that their point is 
is this PC thing that everything needs to be eliminated as far as words and all this and questions and it's stupid. But we all learn by doing the wrong thing. It's a stupid confidence. You know, that like that's the yeah. way you learn yep. anything. If you think about it, yeah. even like something as like that, that can't be put in political terms, like riding a bike. You know, riding a bike, you fell a couple of times. You figured out what not to do in order to figure out how to do it. Then your brain processes and it gets like, oh, okay, I got to balance like this. And if I keep like, you know, pedaling, then I'm less likely to fall over. And once I stop, then I got to put my leg down because, you know, like you figure everything out from doing it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what it is. So when you're so not I can't allowing ride people a bike, to, you can't ride no. You need training wheels. I can like ride a, a bike. I can't ride a skateboard though. I guarantee you that. <laughs> I can't ride a fucking skateboard. I can't. Uh, inline skating wasn't my strongest. Don't lie. That's something you're equipped. I with. really tried. Really? You yeah. Tried, like ice skating or like rollerblades? Uh, rollerblades. Oh. You you want to know what really happened to me with rollerblades? Yes, I want to know the I, Tanya story with One Tyra day. <laughs> okay, because I would go like, you know, it, like I originally started because I had this ex that was like, you know, very athletic, whatever. And I mentioned that I wanted to rollerblade. So he was like, okay, let's go rollerblading, you know? So uh, I bought some rollerblades. He bought some rollerblades. We were doing, uh, figuring out how to or I was figuring out how to do it and I'd go to UNLV and I'd like skate for a while Were you able to just skate normal like get to eight from A to B by just skating well that's kind of the store like you know because what I did was originally I went to the campus when nobody was there and would skate you know just to get used to skating and then I took it to the streets wait so you drive to the campus put on the thing yeah and ride around yeah just so okay. that I could practice, you and know. Get it, and you would, felt confident that you were getting it, huh? I felt pretty confident. Okay. <laughs> and you took it to the streets. Took it to the streets. When keeping it real goes wrong. And I had pads like <laughs> a fucking retard. How old were you? Oh, I was completely fucking padded How old out. Were you? <laughs> like, <laughs> How old were you? Yeah, these fucking uh, the wrist ones. I was fucking. If you have all that on, you can't do pirouettes and shit. Like it's blocking you from. I was this. learning. I was learning. I knew where I was. Tra- I was. I was in training stage. I didn't need to fucking be confident. <laughs> Team no scrapes. Because I wasn't afraid to bail out. Because of the way those fucking what's it called are. The way the pads are, you know, especially the knee ones, they're so fucking like they're hard plastic. So if I had to bail out, I just drop straight to my knees and <laughs> let that fucking Damn. cut it out. But yeah, so you here's still have what happened. Knee pads. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I hate you so much. Okay, so I take it to the street, right? And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to put myself to the fucking test. I'm just going to go out. It's like, you know, maybe 4.30 when I leave or something like that. So I'm good, gone for a good half hour or whatever. Well, you know what happens between 4.30 and 5. Like, we're in Phoenix, and it turns into, like, actual fucking rush hour traffic. <laughs> like, it's fucking going, you and know. so riding around the city. My nerves are fucking shot, you know. I mean, like. Like my nerves are shot, <laughs> but I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it, but it's not I can good. See you nervously skating. Through oh yeah, <laughs> you know, like just in my head. But I'm I'm doing what I have to do. So I get to a fucking stop sign <laughs> or a stoplight, right? Uh, it's a it's an intersection, and I got the talk to the hand. You know, it's the don't walk, and so I'm I'm chilling like I need to. And then the walk turns, <laughs> and it's rush hour, so there's people fucking piled up, you know what I mean? Like, it really is that I could actual rush hour. <laughs> and I hit a crack <laughs> while I, like, you know, first started to go into the, the crosswalk, uh-huh. <laughs> and so I'm unsteady when I hit that crack, and I go across the entire street, like, <laughs> just retarded, just fucking, <laughs> <laughs> like, bouncing on a balance beam and shit. <laughs> Did you fall? No, I made it all the way across the street like that, but just completely like, and it's like a big actual street. And so all these cars, I see people in their cars laughing at me. <laughs> 
I mean, because it was so, there was no way you weren't going to notice that. There's a guy in the crosswalk just complete, like, flailing know, looks like a up. fucking hose. You know, like, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and so they were the kind that like had the boots inside of them, you know. So as soon as I got to the other side of the street, I was so fucking embarrassed. I just fucking unstrapped my fucking <laughs> and walked the rest of the way fucking home. And I was like, never again. You quit right there. Yeah, my roller. I put. Right I didn't even put in my two weeks, dude. You 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 should have been happy. You made it. Like you didn't even fall. You didn't even really fall. At least if I fell, people would have felt bad for me. Yeah. Like These people me. just laughed at me. <laughs> like, it was traumatic. You should have just let gravity take over and just fall, man. Like, I mean, <laughs> you get up and you roll away sadly. I mean, that's at least. It was traumatic, Chris. Dude, it was, uh, but you know. But you walked away from the scene. You should have skated away from that scene. You would have got out of there a lot faster. You just walked away. You just took the things off and walked away. Oh, man. Sometimes you got to accept you lost, Chris. You got to hold that L. <laughs> like, I'm down to hold the L, but man, you could your uh your getaway could be quick, you know? No. Your walk of shame could be a roll of shame. It oh no, I deserve to walk the- it out, walk it out. It was, walk it out. <laughs> it was cool runnings when the thing fell over and then you picked it up and then you just walked it to the finish line. I haven't seen cool runnings, but I performed for performed with Raleigh Rawl. Oh, okay. From Cool, cool Runnings. Runnings. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Raleigh D, I think, is what he goes by. What happened to, um, uh, what was the other one? He was a comic, too, in Cool Runnings. Another guy. I don't not, know. Not just the him, only one I knew was Raleigh. I thought it was... Uh, 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 Raleigh uh, D. Dougie Doug, right? I don't know Dougie Doug. Was that his name? I don't remember. Bijou don't like that. She grew up. You don't like Dougie Doug, Bijou? You don't like Dougie Doug? She's like, what I don't like is anybody walking by my door. That's what I don't like. I understand. That's the shit that I don't like. I understand, dude. Huh, Beige? Beige is. So that was your fucking rollerblade. Yeah, so that, but like. That was it? But my whole point was, like, you know, we all learn different ways. So you learn by doing the wrong way, you know? And like. I learned that I didn't need to be on rollerblades. Just like some people at, in their advanced age may decide that they'll, they don't really want to learn the LGBT thing because it's kind of the same thinking. Like you make it hard for people to learn when you like will completely trash them for making a mistake. Oh, Hold on. Okay, sorry about that, botherinas. That that fucking post guy, like, it's cool, but at the same time, he knocked like he was an angry neighbor or something. Yeah. Why are like, you knocking on my door? You the goddamn police. Yeah, that is what he did. It was like, yeah. and it's like, goddamn. Yeah, yeah. He wanted, and this isn't a, a big enough place for you to knock like that. You know, that was a that was a trample. Yeah, and also you could thought just we were leave getting it raided. Out. You could just leave it out in front of the what's it called? Uh, thought the rollerblade police were here. <laughs> we're gonna take you in. Maybe. Maybe teach you how to go across the street. <laughs> but yeah, so my point with all that is like you know there, that's why I think the Kevin Hart thing was a huge uh, misstep, like the way that that was handled by the community. Because I agree, at the beginning, Kevin Hart hadn't apologized, and I looked like crazy. So when he was saying it was apologized, had apologized, and everybody was saying it, or, you know, some people were saying it, had apologized for it, and whatever, I did all the research. I read where they said he apologized. I read the whole article. It was in Rolling Stone. It was an interview he did. And all he had said was that, you know, people are too sensitive now for it. And that was, I'm paraphrasing here, you know, it's not an exact quote. But, like, if you read the exact article, I think it was... uh, 2015 maybe or 2013 like anyway it was a a story that was in Rolling Stone and that's when they were saying that he had addressed that or maybe it was even 2000 I don't know 
you know, because it all happened in 2009. So there's yeah. a lot of years for it to have happened. But yeah, I, was, I read the article that they were talking about and I read the entire article and I was like, at no point in this article does he actually apologize. And then, so then he put it out on Twitter and actually did apologize. So then once he apologized on Twitter, it's like, well, he's already in so many words said, I'm sorry, and in print, so you can read it over and over if you want to. It's not like, so he's put out the official statement. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, you know, it's not good enough. And it's like, well, not everybody's going to say everything exactly the way you want them to say it. And it's not fair to hold them hostage if they don't. Now your career can't go on until you say this the way that I think you need to say it. And it's that with that mentality, it'll never be right. It's true. There's always going to be one person that didn't didn't take it right. Yeah. I didn't I didn't like the way he said it. That's the way they're they're seeing it. And then they're and it's like, well, you don't have to like the way he said it. You asked for the apology. He gave a sincere like to me it read like a sincere apology. Yeah. You know, it read like, you know, I'm sorry to LGBT people and I realized that it was hurtful and like, you know, these are the things he said in his apology. So then it's like, okay, now he's apologized. We all can yeah. see it. We talked. Uh, we talked about watching the Ellen thing, and then you were like, uh, "Yeah, the Ellen thing is a good interview, but watch the Michael Strahan one." Yeah, and watch him on there because he really has to defend it. Because Michael Strahan's coming at him like, "Well, some people say this, and some people," and he's like, "I've addressed it. I've addressed it. It's done." You know, and then he finally was just like, "Look, if you think that I wouldn't, if my son came out, like, if you think that I don't love my son, the person that I am now from not ten years ago, and..." I just then if you think I'm a monster, that's on you. Yeah, that's on you, man. I can't, I can't defend that or whatever. That's just on you. And good for him. Well, you know, it, it's it's fair to be like, okay, I already addressed this, mm-hmm. so I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not gonna keep going over it with you because I already talked about it and. It, Kevin Hart was going to help. I really do feel like Kevin Hart was going to help the Oscars more than the Oscars were going to be able to help him because the Oscars is long and it sucks and everybody eats shit at it. But at least if Kevin Hart was on, people would watch it. And I, I did go watch the, uh, the Upside, Kevin Hart's movie. Me and Christopher went and watched that the other day. And it's good. I didn't necessarily love the ending to it. But I guess thinking back on it, it's like, how would I have ended it? You know what I mean? And I would encourage anybody to see it. But just like, you know, let me know what you think. But for me, I just like the ending I didn't love. But I did like the movie a lot. And I think he's such a positive person like Kevin Hart that I don't want to not support it, especially in comedy, which is very negative right now. Yeah. You know? Well, in some areas. It's negative. Well, the way people like present it, I should say, you know, like there's oh, all the protesting is? and is arguing. That, and is that Hollywood doing that? What what it what is it that's that this is turning the whole fucking scene is turning into an alt scene now? Well, I think it's because everybody space. pays attention to a lot of people that, in a lot of cases, don't do a lot of stand up. Like if you look at the loudest people that are saying people shouldn't say stuff like this. People shouldn't do stuff like this. This shouldn't be talked about. It's usually people that you don't actually see on the scene. And it's not like they're, you know, like even on TV or anything. And I'm not saying that that's any mark you have to be on TV to, but like, it's like open mic type arguments are taking over the mainstream. Mm -hmm. But if you look at actual stand-up, a lot of actual stand-ups aren't really complaining. Do you see Rogan talking about and that? a lot of audience members. Nobody's really bitching about it yeah. in, in real life. I know. You know, the internet might bitch about it, but in real life, nobody gives a fuck. Well, people are way more tired of it than they've ever been, and they're going to continue to get tired of it because it's bullshit. Yeah, like, even if you didn't personally find the Louis C.K., like, uh, the leaked recording, oh, yeah. even if you didn't personally find it funny... That audience was fucking dying the whole fucking time. They really were. Like dude. they're fucking loving it. And then you read the headline and it's like Louis CK's new material doesn't go out go over well. For who? Yeah. Like on the internet? Oh, you mean this material that got leaked that he's working out that's not even fucking it's not built. But to the be people are legitimate. But people keep saying that. Like what you're saying, people keep saying that like it wasn't a good set. 
If oh, you yeah, listen yeah. to the way the audience is reacting, it's a good set. It's True. a great set. True. Like I would listen. Like if that was me listening to myself back, and I was hearing that reaction, I'd be like, "Yeah, things are going right according to plan right here with yes, this material." Yes, yes. I, I even if I don't have it ready to go, people are laughing at the ideas. He's that talented of a comedian to you know throw an idea out there and it. It might go wrong, but there's a good chance it's gonna go right. Yeah. He just knows how to he knows his voice and he knows what to do. So yes, exactly. Like he's his shit was landing. His shit was landing everything. But still, that's he's still you know, you assume he's working it out. He hasn't been doing stand up that much. He's yeah. just getting back into it with a lot of protests. He was just at the San Jose improv. Well, Old yeah, club, you know? yesterday I, I saw something about that, but that was another one of those where I was like, you know, I could get sucked into this and maybe read a couple threads or whatever, or I could just remember life is going well for me and stay away from that shit altogether. You should. I went down the rabbit hole a little bit last Did night. Did you? I didn't go to the Lewis, I didn't look at uh, the improv or anything like that. I looked at this one particular lady, I, I, I don't even know her name and I won't give her the energy to tell it. Yeah, I don't. But she just was like, I guess... Some political lady that was at the protest, like just shitting on him, shitting on the club, um, just it was all just negative, 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 and it, and it's like what you're you're putting forth energy and nobody gives a fuck. He had fucking sold out shows on a Wednesday and a Thursday tonight. He hasn't been convicted of anything, and nobody's even really saying he did anything illegal. Inappropriate, yes. Yeah. But illegal, no. Nobody's saying that. Like, nobody's saying that he actually sexually assaulted them. He's I will repeat, a, inappropriate, a, I don't yes. think he's a monster, you know? I, I, and then I'll get shit for saying that, but I don't think the man is a complete fucking, like a, like a Harvey Weinstein type of a monster, you know? Like, that... that I don't think he went as far as like rape goes. I I know he did abuse, but nobody his power. said that he's raped anybody. Abused, like that's he, the thing. Nobody maintains that, but people want us to treat it like it's the same, and it's not. Yeah, I, I know that's the thing. Like what what? Where's the line as far as uh you know, fucking around and being a dick? You know, he, he fucked up. He fucked up. But I feel but, like really that's more for the courts to decide or stuff like that yeah. than me. And like once you know, that's done, let it be done. Yeah, and I'm not gonna be the moral police. You know, I've mm-hmm. had my own fuck ups in life. So I mean, like you know, and they may not have been the same as his. Well, I can guarantee you they weren't the same as his. And like you know I was not into protest? jerking off in front of people. Don't go. Don't go to the shows. Just fucking don't support him in any way. Give him no energy if you don't want. Like if you want to give him energy like that, go ahead. But. Hey, I yeah, I didn't see it stopping him. That show he did that got leaked, that sounded sold out. I mean, it sounded like that shit was packed. And at the San Jose Improv, two sold out shows. I don't know if it was four. I don't know if he did two on Wednesday and two on Thursday. But I think it was one and one. I wouldn't put it past him to do two on each shit. Yeah, that's like... If you're selling that what, shit out. 600 or and 580? You know, What's the, the San improv, Jose Improv? I... They're 400, 450. Is it 450? Between 4 and 450, I believe. Okay, because that bottom part is 250, correct? Uh, Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I I think people put their energy on things that it's just like nobody... um, if you go to see a Louis C.K. show, you're all they put you as a rapist now. Now you're a piece of shit. Now like and it's it's people are tired of that shit. But nobody's gonna like it's it's playing it it's burning itself out like nobody's right now. Nobody's really paying attention to it. If it's I mean if it's okay, like the R. Kelly shit is all coming back. They had the fucking evidence years ago. I've known he was a piece of shit for all these years. They never did anything about it. Where were you guys then? But you know, and like, now you know where were you guys then? Shit, when he didn't get convicted, when this, you know, he he did some of the most heinous shit out there. But see, that's why I really don't care about any of this shit because if I were to like look at the situation myself, like you know, I blame the parents quite a bit, which they they say you're not supposed to, and you don't know what you what they would do or whatever. But it's like, no, I I watch the interviews and I see them like you know, well he wasn't convicted, so I figured if you have a young daughter and there's anybody that even has those kind, that's where you need to be that kind of, and you don't have to be SJW about it if you don't want to, but you need to be militant about the fact that there is no reason, even with you there, that your young daughter, your young daughter shouldn't even know who R. Kelly. 
is. Like you should make it that way. You know what I right. mean? And if she finds out, yeah, we don't pay attention to that. We don't that's not our thing, you it's know. These or, young kids, they're beautiful, they got talent. They're they're good singers, dancers, whatever. And these parents are like glorified uh pageantry parents of like older kids, you know, like of 14-year-olds, you know? And that's how I look at it. Like Yeah, but I don't like takes, I know what it is, but I don't right? like my thing is I don't care. Like you shouldn't have done it. So no. don't be on TV now complaining. Like last night, uh I will say a comic Trix talks about that too. Or I don't know if he's gonna make that part of his set, but like I'm gonna talk to him and tell him that he should. Cause there was a part where th- this kind of thing got brought up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like if R. Kelly has kidnapped your kid. Or you feel like, you know, it, and but they're also the other problem with a lot of this is they're grown women now. Like one the, you know, the woman that they're talking about right now, one of them that they're like, you know, I want my daughter back, whatever. She's 20 years old. So it's like if she doesn't want to come home. She doesn't have to come home. And I know he might be doing like, you know, uh, controlling shit and not letting them eat sometimes and stuff like that. But there's still grown people in these choices. And then this is where I get kind of like, I don't know what to exactly do with it because there's people in the gay community that are in um, submissive dominant relationships. You know what I mean? So if they're in the sub and dom situation, then one of the guys is like, you know, kind of what would be considered abusive with the other one. You know what I mean? That, not, not, not abusive, but... Uh, is that a thing? Like, a, I mean, like a thing like a... How do I, I... I sound so stupid, bro. Excuse my ignorance. But like, is it a... That's a term out there? Like, like sub and dom? Yeah, like there's a, the bears, right? So there's bear relationship of, oh, this guy's dating a bear, right? Yeah. So sub and dom is like, oh, this is the type of relationship we have where he's like... A lot of cases there, there's like ones like considered like a boy, you know what I mean? Or like, you know, sometimes they're sluts, you know, or called sluts or like that kind of like that's the way. But that's the way the relationship works. And it's not that one doesn't love the other or whatever. It's just those are the dynamics their relationships works on. It's not like straight abuse or nothing. No. Okay. okay. No. It's just it's just the one is the dominant. Yeah. So I don't know if like in this situation, maybe like the 20 year old girl because like when it comes to like the young 15 and stuff like that i agree 100 percent wrong no like you know two ways about it but when it comes to like a 20 year old it's like you can't tell her what should be right for her well it's already too late for her you let her in there when she was 14 and her brain well she i think met him at like 18 or maybe 17 still a vulnerable age too but yeah they did like the dad did have something to do with that one too like you know so it's like you're putting your kids in this situation and then wanting to be like oh tv cameras i need tv cameras to like you know bail me out of this situation it's like uh, what what the general premise of what was talked about last night when tricks was on stage and i don't mind saying it because it wasn't a joke or you know it was just like somebody brought it up when he was doing a part of his act like a heckle somebody was like Uh what about r kelly and he was like you know i'll take this one and he talked about it a bit but he was like he was like yeah if my daughter's somewhere i don't need lifetime cameras to come watch it he was like, uh, actually, I'd rather nobody see me have to handle this that's situation. Right. Because, yeah, I don't want no cameras around if, if, if that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and it does make sense because, like, you want to be, like, 100% like, you know, the girls, if there's something inappropriate going on, those are the real victims. The parents trying to act like, you know, oh, we're victims. You're victims of your own greed and stupidity Mm because you put your kids in this position because, like you said, you thought they had talent. You thought R. Kelly could help them. Yeah. So you were willing to take the gamble. And now that you lost, now you're sour grapes. Yeah, but losing at that cost, that's fucking brutal. Well, man. you should have never you sat down at the idiot. table with Thank that you. being your, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's your collateral, your kid. Yeah. Yeah, you're hey, blaming the parents is a is is one that gets kind of thrown under the bus, I feel like. But the parents have and you're not totally blaming them that but they're a huge part of why things went down the way they did. Yeah, well, they're a big giant part of it. I mean, R. Kelly's a fucking dude. My right. niece isn't even like in R. Kelly's striking range anymore. You know what I mean? She's like over 20, like 20 oh, some. You know what I mean? Uh, and I 
would not take her to an R. Kelly concert. One, I wouldn't go to an R. Kelly concert, but I would never be like, you know, hey, you know what? You know who, I, who I'm going to take to this? No, because what if he likes her and that turns into a fucking thing? You don't seem like an I believe I can fly kind of guy, you know? Uh-uh. That's, not your, that's not your shit. No. Well, actually, uh, to tell you the truth... Um, step, step, step. <laughs> on a musical <laughs> level, I, Ignition was my shit. Like, hey, on a musical level... It sucks. The guy is just such a talent and and uh, and a piece of shit at the same time. It's weird. Yeah, well, people will try to make it seem like that's not the case, and it's like... Now you're just being ridiculous. Like, you know, it's okay to say that no matter how good it is, you're not going to listen to it. Like, I understand when people say that. It's like, if you're making that kind of stand, then do that. But to try to make it seem like, you know, there was nothing good about what he did. He wasn't, But this was years ago. You know what? This is, and I'm not saying, oh, it was years ago. It should be be done with, like, the Louis C.K. thing because they're two different things on two totally different scales. But as far as uh, R. Kelly goes, I think when, when that shit went down, when he was caught on tape, Caught on fucking tape with this shit, you know, like, and nothing happened then. I think he kind of like gained some steam after that too, and came out with more shit and, and this and that. His talent alone boosted that. You know what I mean? Like somebody, how do you come out of that? Like you, you're, dude. Everybody knows. Yo, everybody fucking knows. Well, because he was talented enough to make everybody forget. That's crazy to me, man. It's just. You know, so and then Lady Gaga did the song with him, so and like, you know, well, yeah, because they can make money. You know, People like he so knows. Full of shit. Yeah, not everybody crazy. can make a hit. Mm-mm. It's crazy, man. There's people that have all the chances in the world, you know, and they can make everything close to like a number one. But you know, if you can make an actual number one, or like, you know, think about the songs he's made. They they're fucking anthems to certain things. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's. he's uh, a barbecue step in the name of love. Oh yeah, he's he's killed it. He's killed it. <laughs> you know, that'll get the whole family. Just <laughs> I know everybody, even Jim Storm, my dad will come out Still. and fucking get down. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, just a pure talent, and um, it's weird what music does to you, dude. It will make you forget, like you said, his talent had people forgetting. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. And all these years later, it comes out, and uh, now people are outraged. I don't know. It's bullshit. That's what. That's the thing. It's all fake-ass outrage, man. It's all just, uh, well, I never. All a bunch of well, I nevers, man. Yeah, well, that's why I'm glad to be away from all of it. Like, I'm not paying attention to a lot of shit. That's why, like, for anybody that's wondering, I will start doing YouTube clips again, but I just got to figure out what I want to do with them because right now I don't really care about a lot of the opinion stuff. Ty is getting back to having fun, you guys. He's having fun now. Opinions are great, and if you can make an opinion fun, which you've done with some of your videos too, and you've been silly and stupid with them, you know? Yeah. Like you'll just throw out shit and just be dumb and have a great time. Those are my favorite ones. Yeah. Because Like can't... the Iggy Azalea and oh, Azalea Banks, who is you? <laughs> <laughs> who You're is you? You're an idiot. Who right. is you? We have, to, we have to. That's when the best you comes out man yeah that's when the best you shines and you're shining here in vegas dude and um it's, it's good it's good you're so misunderstood you're in a new hood yeah but you know like i'm having to fucking figure shit out here which you know but at the same time it's like i go back in the back on the road february 15th and i have some pretty good stuff lined up otherwise you know that's Mm -hmm. uh coming up i need to update my schedule for a minute there i had my you know like all my stuff um for like this first half Uh, but i just booked a bunch more stuff you know so it's like I need to update it, and I'm also, like, I'm not sure what I want to do because, really, I just want to concentrate on doing stuff here in Vegas for a little bit and see what I can make happen. That's cool. Yeah. That works, man. Can I, I'm going to shout out Edwin. Yeah, San please do. Juan. I'm at uh, Planet Hollywood with Edwin San Juan, my brother, and uh, he's got a residency there at Las Vegas Live Comedy Club. Come to a show, 9 p.m., every single night. Edwin does not take a night off. He works seven days a week, man. Yeah, and it's a fun show. Like, for anybody, like how I talked about uh, people come here to actually entertain, 
Edwin will actually entertain you. People leave that show saying the silly stuff he says during like his catchphrases and like, you know, silly. Yeah. Ty came to pick me up last night after the show was over and uh, he's walking up to us and he's just like, hey, man, that guy back there is just like, what do you say? Puck you, yeah, an older white. White, He told his wife, hey, wait for me, pucker. <laughs> yeah. Wait for me, pucker. <laughs> <laughs> So it's great. Edwin is the best, man. Yeah, and he was an older white man was what made it especially funny. You know, he was like, wait for me, pucker. Hey, pucker. And if you ever need tickets to a show or you want to go see him, man. um, Hit me up, Ty Rivera. I will will get you guys. I promise you, if you're in the Vegas area or plan to be in the Vegas area and you want to go check out a show, I'm sure I can get you into a show any night of the week for sure. The scene here is great. The comedy here is great. Awesome man, it's 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 booming, man. This is a great, great city for stand-up comedy, real stand-up comedy, and uh, where you could just kind of let loose and have some fun, and everybody knows you're having fun and you're not a monster for it. Yeah, it's gonna get better. It's yeah. definitely gonna get. It's it's even gonna get better. I mean, like it's great already, and things just keep progressively getting better. So, you guys can find me at tyrivera.com or or. America's favorite fag.com. And very soon I will be putting up another YouTube clip from Ty Rivera, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in, in the, the world. world. You guys just got to be a little bit patient until I come up with an idea. But thank you everybody for listening. I love you. And whatever you do, stay unbothered. unbothered.